Atomic joints activated. Oh, so I'm going to stick this here at the beginning before I even start the official, official podcast. I want to reach out and I want to thank uh, First Liren um, for calling in uh, and for leaving a comment. I really appreciate it. And also for Larry for continuing to call in and comment and listening. Um, I know that Hobbs is out there listening and sometimes he comments and maybe I have not mentioned him enough or at all, but you should definitely check out, you know, uh, Hobbs and Friends of the OSR. You definitely, if you're listening to this and you're not listening to that, I don't know from what direction you're coming. It seems odd. So, uh, you should listen to that. Um, uh, Spike Pit for sure. Colin, uh, I, I know that you're occasionally listening. Um, Larry, me, Larry from Follow Me and Die, uh, Gothridge Manor, Tim. I mean, there's a million great podcasts uh, on Anchor, and you should listen to as many as you can. And I know that I try to. It is really tough for me to keep up given my weird schedule. I obviously can't stop in the middle of the day, and then things get a little hectic at night. But I do really try to catch up and keep up with everybody's stuff, even though uh, you're not necessarily hearing comments from me, you should know that I, I am listening. Um, random Screed also, yes, for sure, Random Screed. So I want to put this here at the front as sort of a bumper. Um, it's not an advertisement. I make no money. They do not pay me to enjoy them. I just enjoy them. Good Wednesday morning. It's reports from pawn shop parking lot which isn't really a parking lot at the pawn shop but a parking lot near the pawn shop um so this is going to be episode i believe 26 it will be the first episode where i am recording using the pixel 3a and not my old samsung S7 Active, which has been handed down to my son. He was more than happy to upgrade his phone. And uh, I've had this phone for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> Not even, maybe like a week. And uh, it's good. It's a good phone. I mean, I don't know. Anymore, I think we're at a point where the difference between owning something like the Pixel 3a, which runs about 400 bucks, and owning, say, the actual Pixel 3 or an, a comparable iPhone, say the XR, which is like $800. I, I don't know. I just don't understand why people... I mean, I get that, you you know, most people are not laying out the grand. They're, they're paying it out over the term of their contract. I found uh, a much simpler and cheaper way is just to purchase the phone that you sort of want, even if it is super expensive. I, I sort of live maybe a generation or two most of the time behind. I, I don't see that much, that many gains in performance. I'm not some kind of Uber user, some kind of like hard, I love technology. I just don't see the point in being on the bleeding edge every moment. It's too expensive a lifestyle. So, uh, this is the first, like, new release phone I've had in a while, and it, I mean, I, I, first of all, I'm I'm definitely an Android guy, I'm not an Apple guy, I I don't know why I'm not an Apple guy, I guess I prefer the, I don't know, the openness, I don't, I don't, I don't use a Mac, I use a PC, I have an iPad, I love my iPad Pro, 
Nobody makes a tablet like Apple. I don't know. It's a weird conversation. I mean, I don't usually talk technology. So, uh, what I do usually talk about is gaming. Gaming. Which uh, has occurred and will occur. We are currently in the in-between state. We are in the flux. So, Sunday, AD&D at my, his house. Um, really had a another good time. Great session. I don't think any of those guys listen to this podcast. I would be shocked if they even know it exists. I, I don't I don't I don't really push it. It's just sort of out there. Uh so I had a new player, one of the fellows I play with, Mark, his son came, Rowan. Uh decided on Human Ranger. Worked him into the storyline smoothly. Uh, people have a hard time with that, DMs. Some DMs, I guess. I have a hard time. Uh, you know, some just say, oh, I don't know, we'll just drop him in here. Uh, which seems, you know, they put him in a weird spot. Or sometimes it can take, like, all game until they get back to the tavern where they can meet the new player. That seems stupid. I mean, just, you know, there's a million ways to introduce another character. In this particular instance, they were in a dungeon crawl. They were in the second and bottommost level of the dungeon. Why would they run into anybody there? Why? Because the goblins had captured him. The goblins were holding him hostage. They weren't sure what to do with him. The ogre who was in charge of the goblins hadn't made a plan yet. Because, you know, goblins and ogres, slow to plan. And uh, he's chained up to a wall. They stumbled upon him. They were like maybe... Two rooms deep they had to go before they got him, and he was in the game the whole rest of the play, and it was great. And uh, a lot of fun talking. You know, it was one of those sessions where you're sort of, you know, they're they're finishing up the crawl. You know they're going to be heading back to town. And, and it really, this is their first true crawl. So it's been, I think, a three-session crawl. It's not a massive dungeon space. At no time did they leave, go to town, and then come back. It was not that convenient. Uh, I made it inconvenient on purpose. And so they completed the crawl, and they went back to town. And in true Conan-esque fashion, they pissed away money. I mean, they literally, they might as well have just thrown gold pieces in the street. Like... They wanted the best in. They wanted new clothes. You know, they they hadn't even... There was not even a thought like, hmm, should we buy, like... Should we try to see if there's any healing potions and dump money there before we start pissing away money? But no. No. The only way I could have made it more aggravating for them is if I had had them, uh, like, thieved in the middle of the night. Um... But they had picked such a good end, they had paid so much money that I felt like it was an establishment that would um, it would be moderately secure. So, so they did that. They didn't end up like face down in the bowl of gruel uh, in Conan style. I mean, they're still fine. But they had a fun time, I think, sort of role-playing in that environment, sort of blowing off a little steam, healing up uh, after that long journey. And... Uh, there's no talk of going back. I think they realize, like many groups do, ooh, we didn't hit every room. This is an interesting thing, I think. There's really two kinds of players. I, 
personally do not feel as though when I am playing, I need to hit every room. It seems crazy to me. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a goal usually. You're either trapped, right? You're trying to get out. Or the dungeon holds something of interest. I guess you could be just casually exploring. But in any one of those three situations, I do not personally feel the need to enter every room. But on the flip side of that coin, there are... I absolutely play with players who agonize when they have left a dungeon space, a cavern, anything. And they feel like they have not turned over every single rock. That they have maybe missed the one most amazing thing. And I guess, theoretically, that's possible. I mean, a good DM will not tell the players if they've left profit or treasure or magic behind. Um, Some DMs will place that important thing in their way regardless of which direction they go. That may or may not be warranted. I guess depending on how much of a railroad story guy you are or how much of a just let the chips fall where they may guy. Like, how important is the party to what's going on in the world? Are they, like, Lord of the Rings important? Or are they just existing in the world? And their actions may or may not have some effect, uh, big or small. I find myself uh, squarely in the camp of um, sort of left of middle. And when I say left, I guess left being a more open-ended and right being more uh, storyline railroady. And uh, I find myself really quite squarely uh, sort of a left centrist. Um, I like a story. Um, I like for my players to feel like they're having a story happen. But really, I am... uh, I don't have an outline necessarily... Uh, I'm sort of three moves ahead. I, I feel comfortable three moves ahead of my players. So that wherever they think they are right now, I have three directions which, you know, make sense. And then whatever direction they take, I feel like uh, casually I can I can move those three things around to make them be where they need to be. Uh I guess if I was a more of a module-based guy, you know, obviously, like, if you're playing D1, you want to get to D2, and then you want to get to D3. And the players, I would assume if you're playing with a group of players who are my age, they, they just know this, and they're, they they accept it. Um, then there's, like, sort of the, you know, West Marches guy, like the Hobbs-ish. I know Hobbs loves, like, an open-ended sandbox-style game. Uh, story happens in those games. I think people are misled. Oh, if it's a sandbox, there's no story. That's bullshit. I mean, of course there's a story. The players are creating their lives in that environment, and the story is happening. And and then when you look back, you go, whoa, we accomplished this, and we did this, and then we went here, and then we went there, and then we found this, and then we found that. So there's definitively a story. I think that, uh, that sandbox play is fun. Um, I like to, 
I like for the players to feel like it's a bit sandboxy and not feel like I'm pushing them in any particular direction. I want them to make the decisions about the game. And then I want to be there to pick up the pieces <clears throat> and, and put them together so that they, they form some sort of cohesive bond. Mm. Coffee. Coffee's so good. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so it was a good game Saturday. We had, uh, we ordered some pizzas. Uh, you know, we hung out five hours. They ended up uh, sort of, you know, finishing the module or finishing the, the dungeon, heading to the town. And now they don't, they sort of have potential directions to take. The, uh, the, the caves and the temple that they were in offered options for later on. I am prepared for whichever option they decide to, to take. And I'm also prepared to put things uh, in those spaces or, you know, in the, in the way of them between things to, um, to divert if, if they choose not to take the straight road. Now, tonight is the Fantasy Grounds game. Uh, Wednesday night Fantasy Grounds, AD&D. Yes, always AD&D First Edition. That's where I love to play. Interesting aside, I was picking up my son at a, his friend's house. They were having a bit of a pool party on Saturday. And the dad happens to be a player. And we're probably, I think we're about the same age. I may be a little bit younger than I am. And uh, the subject came up of d and I did not, I don't think, I did not bring it up. I think the kids brought it up, actually. And sometimes they, uh, the, my friend's son, or my son's friend, he uh, sometimes DMs my, for my son and for a few of their friends at this gentleman's house. And so uh, gaming came up, and I, I don't think he realized that I played. And he's like, oh, you know, what do you play? And I, I, uh, do you play or do you DM? And I said, well, I do both when I can, but right now I'm just DMing. Uh, so I'd like to find a game. And he invited me to his game. He's playing Pathfinder. And uh, I, I understand what Pathfinder is. I know about third and, and three and a half. And, um, you know, I've downloaded the, the texts and gone through them. And, and it's a very crunchy system. And there's a lot of flexibility for, I guess, uh, for building the character the way that you want, taking a character in a particular direction. There are sort of endless options and ridiculous amounts of skills. And there's a lot. There's a lot of data to, to push onto a character sheet. I'm not necessarily a fan of this. I was very great. He asked me if I wanted to play. I was welcome. Uh, I thanked him profusely. I, I told him I would think about it. I, you know, I don't know how deeply I will think about it. I, it it's not a matter of time or space. It's the, the, they don't live super close. I don't know how frequently he plays. I don't think that frequently. Um, I would like to play um, s- with some group, but I just don't know. I mean, like, I've, I've played 5e, and I've, I've tried these other versions, and I never feel at home. Is that weird? I just, it doesn't feel like I'm playing the game that I would like to be playing. Uh, it doesn't feel like the game that I grew up with. It doesn't feel uh, comfortable, you know. Uh, like, the role-playing is the role-playing. Of course, you could hand me any character sheet for any game, and I'd suck it in, you know, figure out what's going on on the sheet, and then 
I would just fall into role play and I would ultimately figure out um, specifics about play. But uh, I don't know. It, people spend a lot of time like in the combat thinking about being next to someone, flanking bonuses and uh, attacks of opportunity. and I, I don't know. I, I'm just not there. Um, uh, you know, not as bad as fourth edition, which uh, just upon a read makes me cringe. I, I don't think I would ever want to play in a fourth edition game. Three and a half Pathfinder, I, again, it's got vast appeal. You know, I, I, I dig it. I can see why some people like it. But there is an ultimate flexibility to a lack of data <laughs> that you can't get from a system like Pathfinder. And and first edition gives you a lot of interesting guidelines and uh, options, but it doesn't give you so many rules that you feel crushed. Oh, picking up back at the pawn shop. So, may sound a little different cuz I'm in it. I am sitting at the table. Um so, yeah, tonight's game, let's see. I think everybody's on board, uh, so hopefully we'll have a full house. And those guys, I think, are going to go back and clear out. These are, speaking of the clear out the entire dungeon, guys, uh, this, is, this is sort of that group. But it's fine. I don't mind. The dungeon's built. I mean, this, the, the rooms are stocked. The creatures are there. And uh, I enjoy I enjoy it both ways. You know, I'm fine if they want to just keep moving on. I'm fine if they want to go back and finish it out and make sure they did not leave a stone unturned. Uh, speaking of Fantasy Grounds, it looks like they've released yet another module for first edition, second edition. Uh, this time, we've got uh, the... One of my favorites, really, is I won the Dwellers of the Forbidden City. It's a good module. It's not really a first-level or second-level module. Your guys definitely have to have some meat on their bones, a magic item or two. Um, your wizards have to be, ca- be able to cast. Your clerics have to be able to cast pretty reasonably to survive um, most, if not all, of the encounters in I won. But it actually works itself in nicely, uh, it, given the environment that the players are currently in in my campaign. So uh, I don't know if they've played it before or not. I'm sure in, in this group somebody has played through I1. Um, I think originally it was a tournament module, but it doesn't play like a tournament module. Um, you can see how it has sort of uh, some tournament elements in it, but it factions and other stuff. But it it really is um, easily slotted into any campaign, and it's really nice to see this rule set getting some love on a regular basis. Oh, I'm not talking to you. I don't know who you are. Um, so yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm going to be uh, probably grabbing that module tonight. I it, it helps. Uh, to have some to have material like this for uh, fantasy grounds so that 
I can concentrate on other things. I can concentrate on, you know, enjoying the game from my end, first of all, because it's all fleshed out. The maps are there, the monsters are there, the NPCs are there, the items are there. Um, the story is all there. It's, it's all built out, and you just uh, have to allow the players to move through it, and that's one of the nice things uh, about playing in Fantasy Grounds. That when they do, uh, when they do pull together and, and, and manage to create the content... Um, that it's almost always very well done. They update it when needed. You know, if there's errata, they they get to it quickly, I think, for the most part. And so, of course, you know, I was on Twitter yesterday talking to uh, the the rule set developer about the launch of the the new module. And, of course, Hobbs had to chime in, so now he knows. And so everybody will ultimately know that they're going to ultimately end up at 12 hours. But you know what? I don't think that's a big deal. Um, like it feels maybe for a moment like it's like some sort of surprise has been spoiled. But it hasn't. I mean, when I was started playing in Kelly's game and I knew we were going to do Keep on the Borderlands, I knew we were doing Keep on the Borderlands. It wasn't, you know, Caves of Chaos were going to be there. I, I knew I'd run through that. It wasn't, um, you know, I, I think we all tried to play it. It, you know, without metagaming any of it, I hope. I, I feel like we did. Um, I, I don't know that we're technically done the module. Um, hopefully, you know, one day we'll get back to it. It's not absolutely necessary. It's not on my bucket list. I had a great time playing it. Uh, and so, ultimately, if the guys know they're going to end up running through I-1 and they've not played it before, well, then phenomenal, because you get to play a module you haven't played. And if you have played it before, well, it's probably been a while. So hopefully you've either, some some of the best parts have sort of slipped your mind, or you're able to just do what I did uh, with Keep, and just remember, you know, that you're there to have fun, and metagaming it is going to maybe crush it for yourself and for other people, uh, and just enjoy it. What else is happening? Uh couple things in my world let's do a little howard's world recap uh we we got a puppy i probably mentioned him last podcast he's going for his first grooming today his name is augie he is a little cockapoo he is uh, a handsome little man who loves rolling the, gla- the grass and make himself stinky um but he's generally a pretty good boy we still is uh, i think 15 or 16 weeks old now so we're still in the potty training zone the house breaking zone he's doing all right he's going to a little doggy school little pup school and learning commands like you know focus and touch and sit um and learning how to walk on the leash correctly and I, I think overall he's doing a good job i really have to give a lot of thanks to my girlfriend heidi she you know she's she's able to work from home through the summer she's with them 95 percent of the time and she's doing 95 percent of the work with him so um kudos thank you sweetie appreciate it I, you're not listening to this i know but whatever uh people should know that you're in my life and i love you uh so what else so uh i have my first cook out my first grilling session at the new house yesterday um i've decided on a three grill plan i'm pretty serious when it comes to cooking my food outdoors i'm pretty serious when it comes to cooking my food indoors but um 
So uh, the way I got it planned out, I think we're going to spend the summer with the charcoal Weber 22-inch. I think that's that any time we're going to grill this summer, that's what we're going to do. And as the summer comes to a close, I'm going to start in on uh, probably a gas unit, a uh, propane unit, so that I can continue to grill quickly and, and somewhat comfortably through the colder season. And then ultimately, uh, in the middle of winter, or maybe when winter's about to break, I will start figuring out exactly my smoker strategy. Now, I can smoke in the Weber kettle, and I will through the summer. I'll make ribs. Um, that'll be indirect with smoke um, coming from the side. Not necessarily hickory, more of an apple, cherry. Um, I do like mesquite, but I know not everybody does. So I don't know how my girl feels about that. But, um, but I would like a dedicated uh, firebox on the side smoker where I could lay out more than two or three racks of ribs um, where I could comfortably make a big fat brisket where I could you know do some chickens and uh, and a pork butt so you know um, I don't know what my budget's going to be I guess that will probably drive a bunch of it but in the meantime I'm going to really I think it's been a long time it's been many years maybe like four or five years since I've had a place to grill, uh, you know, and one of the reasons I chose charcoal first over gas first was first and foremost because I really like the flavor of food that's cooked over coal, especially burgers and steaks and chicken, uh, which I think are the big three that you sort of grill on a regular basis. And the the other reason was uh, it was simple to put together my house is laid out in such a way that getting a, a grill to the back if it was com completely already built is a bit of a complex issue and building a grill uh, a gas grill is a, is a little more work than I really wanted to do um, before Memorial Day so yeah so Memorial Day we had some people over and there was beer and there was burgers and it was dogs and it was pretty simple and pretty basic but man does it make you feel good when you finally have that space and that place to do that thing that you love to do and I love cooking outside so so that is something that uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer you know 4th of July whenever really like any time there's time to grill Honestly, if I wasn't gaming tonight, I'd be firing it up and making some chicken breast. But there's no time. I got to play. Um, what's going on? What else is going on? Um, I found out that my air conditioning system works. I also found out that if you don't change out the filter before you turn your air conditioning system, your new air conditioning system on, and you, you you haven't checked what the previous occupants have or haven't done with the filter, you find out that they clearly ignored their filter, and uh, then you get what we got in the basement, which is condensation on the pipes, some dripping on the floor, and uh, an air conditioner that didn't shut off for a day. So. We resolved that yesterday. Simple, you know, a couple of bucks, buy some filters, stick them in, airflow good, unit on and off. Uh, upstairs, much cooler than it was. So I don't know how those idiots were living. Anyway, uh, so what else? What else? Um, I think that really is sort of the roundup. Uh, I'm probably going to take July 4th week off, which will be nice. So 
I don't know what I'll be doing, but I'm scheduling that time. The pawn shop, it's important to take time away from the pawn shop, honestly. I mean, the weekend, it may feel like it's enough. It's not. You know, you, you decompress on Saturday, and then maybe a little Sunday morning, and by the time Sunday afternoon rolls around, you know that you're, you're headed back into it the next day, and stress starts to build up again. And I don't know if it's like that with every job. Some people maybe can turn their Sunday into a relaxing day all day, but I'm a neurotic guy. So once 1 or 2 o'clock hits on Sunday, I'm really already at work in my head. It's kind of a drag. Uh, we're coming to the end of the month, which means pawns are coming in. Money is going out. We've spoken of the cycle before. People don't have much. Um, thing about summer and heat, I will tell you, is that uh, tempers flare much more quickly than they do in the colder seasons. Um, so you, one must prepare oneself for some of the insanity that is sure to ensue. And it looks like we're coming to quarter after 9 a.m. in my morning, and I'm going to finish up this bit of coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sign off. And uh, I want to thank, by the way, I should have done this really at the beginning. You know what? I'm going to uh, do another segment, and I'm going to do the thank yous at the beginning. So there. So now I'm just going to do the bye-byes. Bye-byes. I'll talk to you probably, I don't know, there may be a a wrap-up towards the end of the week. Talk about what we did tonight in the gaming session. And I hope you have a great week ahead if you don't listen again. And uh, I want to thank you for listening. It's important to me. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the feedback. So keep it coming. All right, guys. Take care. Game on.